0: Coming to you from Las Vegas, this is the Bar Stars Happy Hour, a show for bar people by bar people. We'll get to know different bar stars from around the globe and serve up tips, tricks, and the untold tales of the industry. So whether you sling drinks in a bar or just enjoy a round or two, join us for Happy Hour because this pod's for you. Welcome into the Bar Stars Happy Hour. My name is Tom Alley. This is Bar Stars Happy Hour podcast number 38. And I just want to say thank you so much to everybody who listens on a weekly basis. We know everybody's busy. Hell, we're busy. But we're putting this out for our community and to get you to get to know some of the movers and shakers in this industry. You can check them all out at BarStarsPodcast.com where every single episode we've done has been archived for you to go listen to, whatever you want. You don't have to go to Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. You don't have to go there. You can go to barstarspodcast.com, and I think you should. And if you really like what we're doing, there's a button on that home screen, and it says buy us a cocktail, and you can buy us a cocktail and show us some love, and we will cheers right along with you. You can also send in emails with suggestions and show thoughts and questions, and we're here for you, and we appreciate hearing from each and every one of you. So without further ado, let's get to this next incredible interview. Ladies and gentlemen, we are joined today by one of the most recognizable bartenders in Las Vegas. And his hair is just luxurious. And you know, it is. Uh, We are joined today by Ivan Grant from the D Hotel and Casino. How are you, my man? Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm doing actually really well, uh, all things considered, you know, trying to crawl out of this pandemic situation and whatnot, but uh, right. work's picked up. Uh, I've got my health, and uh, I've got family and friends around me, so honestly, right now, I'm doing real well.
2: Yay! What an outlook.
0: That's great, man. Well, uh, let's go back to that, because you actually, you had COVID, and it hit, uh, it hit you pretty hard.
1: Oh, no. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, so... Um, every couple months or so, and then by a couple months, I mean, once a year, I usually get on this kick of, Oh, I need to get myself back in shape and this and that. And kind of the intro to this story was, um, so my brother, uh, moved out to Vegas and joined me in January, uh, last year, 2020, uh, he got a job in February and at March 17th, we shut down. So the Mm -hmm. poor guy, and, um, and so we decided, Hey, what better time for this to be the one time a year we decide we're going to get in shape. Um, and instead of doing that, <laughs> we decided that in early April and we got about three days into working out and found we'd like, just, we're having just immense problems breathing, but you know, we were very strict with our, you know, the quarantine rules. We only ever went out to go shopping, kept our masks on, walked the right, right. direction down Walmart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Downwind. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, um, followed all the signs, you know, sanitized everything, we, you know, we, and we just... You know, and it's not that we were sensationalists or fear mongers. We just like, we're like, hey, is this what they're recommending to do? Let's do it. Let's I don't do feel it. like catching this thing. And so, of course, you know, uh, Murphy's Law has it that, you know, we're sitting here not breathing well. Suddenly, you know, symptoms are racking up. And, and we, we for, didn't even think for the life of us that we had caught it. Right. So I called up my doctor and he just started running down all, all the symptoms. And he's like, yeah, you've got this thing. You literally have pretty much every single symptom <laughs> that has been reported. <laughs> so and you're like, like oh you know, shit what do I do yeah I've, you know and I, I was getting that it, it, I've never had asthma in my life you know never had shortness of breath except for you know when I'm like emotionally sobbing all right? And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I realized like I'm, I'm taking these tiny little half breaths I was getting hot and cold fever aches you know lost my sense of taste smell all these things and for some reason didn't put it together until the doctor told me um, and, uh, this had us laid out for about, oh, pretty much in total four weeks. Um, and that's, uh, Damn. and and at its worst, uh, I was on an albuterol inhaler. I was on a steroid inhaler. I, um, I had, um, a, a vaporizer, what a, Oh, machine that pumps me. Ne- um, I forget what it's called, but I'm nebulizer. But that was pumping medicine into me. I had to do that three times a day for 15 minutes, just wrapped in blankets, and I couldn't eat for about a week. Um, forcing that's a lot because
2: all that medicine. I mean, I have occasional induced asthma, and like inhalers and albuterol and steroids and stuff. They make your heart race. So, like oh, in the God. middle of all that, you've got all this, you know, competing medicine in your body that's a lot
1: yeah yeah so i mean all in all it, it just took a real toll on us we, we kind of crawled out of it to where we were semi-functional about three weeks in but even then i think the worst part was the fatigue and that lasted for months right that lasted for months and i think uh when we came out of covid you know uh, of having it yeah you know, i would say i felt safe enough to like my gauge was like when I felt safe enough to actually start receiving my son again from his mother, um, was when I right. felt like I was safe. But even then, you know, that was about a full month from the first, um, issuance of symptoms. And, uh, and at that point I was like, that's it. I'm alive. I'm just going to live life to its fullest. <laughs> yeah. Which I made it.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Like you it, need it, the official t-shirt. Like I survived COVID.
1: Like I, I literally, I actually took a, um, uh, on one of my videos i posted uh, i took a corona shirt and wrote "fuck" <laughs> and that corona and added virus under it <laughs> i was just like was nice.
2: oh yay <laughs>
1: i was like screw this thing uh but uh, you know i maintain it's very real it, you know i think majority of the world knows by this point that it was actually a very real thing And, um, and it, it was unlike anything I ever had in my life, uh, illness wise. I mean, you know, severity of illness, I've had things that were worse, things that like have put me in the hospital, but as far as longevity, you know, and just kind of, there was a point where you just felt like there was no end in sight. I've never had anything like that before, uh, that doctors really couldn't explain to me.
2: Well, that's just it. I think it's scary too, because nobody knew how to treat it and there's the, the unknown, just right there yeah. is like, okay, well, what's going to happen to me? Like, <laughs> that's, that's a lot.
1: 100%. And so there were, there were two specific instances I remember that I had my brother dial 911. And I was like, when I give you the signal, hit send because I was in such a, a coughing fit, just coughing. Yeah. Mucus and everything out of my lungs and without being able to take a single breath. And of course, you know, as my fear and panic was rising, you know, it just exacerbated, uh, you know, everything. I just find myself in a crumpled mess in my bathtub. <laughs> waiting to, honestly, like waiting to die. It was pretty much what it was. And I know that sounds so dramatic. And, you know, and, and I don't want to downplay all the people who really legitimately. Went to the hospital and I know people who have passed away from it, uh, um, and people who've gone to the hospital and had to be on ventilators for months. So I'm not trying to downplay what that was for them, but having not experienced that myself, this was just sure. uh, unreal to me, you know?
0: Yeah.
2: It's so, it's so interesting how much we really don't know about the disease because we make the mistake, I think, and for a lot of reasons, like, physical health, mental health, we look at someone and we automatically think, oh, they're healthy or they're not, or what's their makeup, right? And it has affected so many people so many different ways. And you just find yourself making these assumptions like, oh, they'll be fine and they're not or the person that maybe you think there's no way they would ever survive. They never have one symptom. It's just, it's wild. It's totally wild.
1: Yeah. And, and that's, I think you nailed it right there, is, is that not knowing, um, you know, and you do, and, and you hear about, yeah, so, someone with at-risk symptoms, 70 years old, you know, coming out of it like it was nothing. And then meanwhile, you get, you know, a 25-year-old who's been a athlete their whole life, and, and then suddenly they're knocked down from it. Right. You know, it,
0: yeah, my uh, my mom actually is, she... Got it. She had like uh, lung cancer before, and she had the upper right lobe of her lung taken out. So her breathing was already. She had COPD, oh. and so then she had like lack lung capacity. Sure shit, she got COVID, and then got the COVID pneumonia on top of it. I mean, oh, it, it, dude, it took its toll. But I mean, I think she's in that category of people that just aren't supposed to make it. You know what I mean? <laughs> if they get it, and she made it, and now she's you know cancer free and feeling a lot better, but. It it how it does affect people is definitely crazy. Yeah. Because like these like you said, like 25, 28 year old athletes with two percent body fat just boom. Like dropping dead from it. it's crazy. You know what's
2: weird too? I mean, I don't know how you are, but I know for us, like service industry is kinda like ah, you're sick, you like you go to work anyway, you push through, you, you, you don't want to get not matter. <laughs> right. right, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: I don't want to point out <laughs> <Right>. correct.
2: <laughs> And so, like, we're like, oh, we never get sick or, oh, I'm not sick. And so there's this mentality of, like, push through, push through, push through. And I'm sure there's some people that, like, you you can't if you get it or we may have had it and never have known. I mean, the whole thing is just it makes you rethink the the way that you treat yourself and your health for sure on all levels.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Uh- you know, which kind of segues into sort of what happened after I spent a summer chugging 50 beers a day mm. and like eating frozen pizzas.
0: Yeah, that's what I wanted to get into, man. That's, uh, you got uh, fairly well known for doing the beer chugs during quarantine with your bro there. And uh, it kind of took off. It was kind of cool. It was kind of funny. And where did that come from? Did you just decide, fuck it, we're going to start filming us chugging
1: beers or we got nothing else better to do? <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I have uh, a number of friends in uh, Kansas City area, just a lot of industry people seem to apparently originate from there. And, um, and, uh, and one of them, um, Ashley Nicole Haney um, reached out to me and she's like, I joined this group, which I just feel like you would be amazing in. And it was a Facebook group called quarantine beer chugs. (laughs) And it was perfect. and, And it started off with like local industry from the area, but branched out in sort of that manner when people just invited their friends from industry around the country. And then non-industry as well. And literally it was a way for people to sort of unwind and reach out and connect with other people and, and sort of being like, you know what? We're we're in pandemic, we're quarantined, but it doesn't mean you can't chug a beer. Right. And uh I and, love and that. it just started off, I, I would do simple little chugs of me like changing a light bulb while chugging a beer, or you know, being you know, someone would put on there, who's chugging beer right now? Post right now, and suddenly we're all suddenly chug posting ourselves. <laughs> but through that, I, I created like a little following and there were people like, oh, we th- we think your chugs are hilarious. So um, this is before I even got my brother involved in that. I just started finding new fun and creative ways to display my chugs and, and definitely displaying my, my, my theater major technique from college. Right. Like I, uh, creating like these little backstories. You know, one of my one of my favorite ones was pretending, you know, saying, oh, I've been chugging too much beer lately. And then I was browsing through my bookshelves looking for something to read. And I was like, oh, I found the perfect one. And there was a beer hidden in the shelves, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and so and then it, and then I started a little series in there that I called uh, Surprise by Chug. And I would just find my brother in like compromising situations <laughs> in the shower, <laughs> on the toilet, changing. And I would just like burst through the room and shove a beer in his face and make him chug it. So that's kind of a dramatic my
2: reality miniseries. I
1: love it. Yes. I mean, it really, was, I feel like uh, this is made
0: uh, for TikTok.
1: <laughs> and that's the problem I, I i so many people have demanded i get on demanded not even like suggested oh yeah I no
0: no it, they I tell you for sure
1: and uh, and I, I i refuse to do it i i don't know it you know i, I guess i'm slowly hitting like old fogey like i, I, was, I was
0: oh dude i'm like, there
1: <laughs> for sure. yeah exactly i was part of facebook at its inception like i was one of the right first five schools my like, space, I, I was, like, i'm that do old I w- right do yeah.
0: i want to get on this facebook thing i don't know
1: <laughs> like i just like I, it's crazy right i had a myspace i'm like what do i need facebook for yeah. tom right. welcomes me every day like i That's don't know right. you know um and uh you know and then you know i bought into the instagram a little bit once it became more than people just posting pictures of their food and um right. and finally but like I, I i don't know this tiktok thing i, I with the fact that I'm calling it this TikTok thing shows right. that I'm like <laughs> aged past it. Uh, These kids with their loud music and social media, right? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> well. um, but you know, and I'm just like, I, I think I could find a good following on there, but I, you know what? I never took this as seriously as I guess like a lot of people, other people did. You know, so eventually, my
0: brother. It is crazy how many start. times people put like hours and hours into one video.
2: Oh, and the God. editing and, and all
0: that, that, that stuff. Like, it's just... Yeah. It's pretty fucking crazy. I don't
2: know you that I'm made one, for that you kind only of have one chance to chug a beer, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's There's right. no do-overs or you're totally <laughs> <laughs> fucked up, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, my brother sort of co-starred on it. And we went on a good stretch of posting a video almost every day. People yeah, were requesting content, people requesting shout-outs for birthdays or this and that. And, uh, I mean, to the point where... You know, we we almost ran out of creative ideas. So literally every day was just like an update of our lives, and people ate that up. Right. You know, uh, which then eventually led to uh, us deciding maybe we we kind of need to get in shape because we've gained thirty pounds over the past couple. Is months. that
2: how you gain thirty pounds? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Something no. No. Like no. That. I hear that. Yeah, I already was not in the best of shape, but when I have uh, a, you know, when I spend six months not working and you know and you kind of forget how much sort of just cardio and hard work you put your body through behind the stick um
2: dude if nothing i think that people sometimes don't understand how physical the service industry is i mean our jobs are a lot like they do a lot to our bodies yeah. and it's funny that you you're so conditioned to it and you don't really notice it until you stop doing it and you're like whoa <laughs> I'll, I'll
0: tell you what though man with quarantine and none of us being able to do it when i first got back to work holy shit those first two days my hamstrings my back my knees i'm like what the fuck like i didn't even do nothing
1: oh, yeah, i was just was so awful.
0: out of shape from it it's just
1: I, I, I curse the Modellos that we kept on the bottom shelf. <laughs> coolers,
2: you know, we're gonna move those up a few levels. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Barback, I would call it barback just to get me a Modelo right. Right. Me. <laughs> <laughs> so let's
0: get into that, man. You, uh, you guys took it. I mean, it's tell us about the program. I know it's kind of there's like there's uh, different branches off of it. There's like a basement beast and all the like. Yeah, so tell so- us like the program, what you're going through, how much you've lost, because I've seen you have just been killing it.
1: No, thank you. I appreciate it. So yeah. So eventually, you know, this is what happened. You know, I, I guess after about, you know, 70, 90, 90 days or so of eating a frozen pizza every day as my like <laughs> base source of like <laughs> of diet. And I, 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 we, my brother and I would go to the store and pick up three cases of beer, you know, and it's just the two of us and, and literally with the idea of this is this, this is going to last us a couple of weeks. And literally going back to the store two days later for another three cases of beer. What I is mean, the
2: best frozen pizza, though, before you?
1: Oh, yeah, oh well, see, we had to get economic at this point. You have to remember, we were on unemployment. So um, we, we were loving DiGiorno brands, mm-hmm. uh, but um, we found that Walmart had a really great knockoff. Uh, Interesting. Uh, yeah, Heard Walmart it here itself, first. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds so awful but you know we always did it we got a three of them at a time a super meat lovers a um a supreme and then a pepperoni and 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 we'd get one of uh, we'd probably we'd probably get two of each because we each ate a whole pizza ourselves <laughs> um and so we'd have six pizzas at a time <laughs> this was no joke um and, oh and at the time it was, it was a travesty my oven went down so we ended up having to invest in like a large countertop toaster <laughs> oven that was like,
0: designed oh, no. to fit
1: frozen pizzas. This is how committed we were to like dying from bad health. <laughs> 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 like instead of thinking, oh, maybe we need to eat stuff that like I can cook properly. No, 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 no. We need to get a toaster oven because I right. still didn't trust like you know a random stranger to come in my house and not and not I guess give us more COVID. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, I, or like, you know, have groceries delivered. That would make too much sense. Too much sense. But, but um, no, so in any event, it really did hit ahead. Um, My birthday is July 1st and I was drunk at, you know, 9am and I'm on the phone FaceTiming with my parents. My brother's in the house FaceTiming, but I'm out by the pool and I literally passed out. On the phone by the pool. And my brother came out and took this picture of me, this beached whale, like just like looking like he just like crawled out, crawled out of the ocean for his last breath of life. Um, my gut hanging all over the place. It's like Billy
0: Madison. It's a scene of uh, Billy Madison.
1: It it (laughs) was like the aftermath photo from that Billy Madison party at the beginning of the movie. And, And, and that's, and I looked at that and I was utterly disgusted with myself. Um. When so, there was a
2: moment. There is a rock yeah, bottom moment. A moment. That's it.
1: There really was a sort of rock bottom moment. I'm not saying I didn't continue on for about another month of that behavior, but that was the moment I was like, "We need to do something." Yeah, I need to check myself and, here real quick. Yeah, and um, and so I started looking into things, looking into different ideas. I, I, when when I'm je- at a generally healthy ish weight, maybe not super fit, but healthy. I hang out at around 200, 205 pounds. Uh, I weighed, I weighed in at that point at, at 235 pounds.
0: Mm. So,
1: I mean, it was a legit 30 pound, um, minimum weight gain at that point, heavier than I've ever been in my life. And it,
0: I think a lot of us can say that. I know I can say that that's the heaviest I've ever been is in the last year.
1: And that was also like heavy without being fit. Like, you know what I mean? Because, right. You know, I mean, the whole adage, you know, muscle weighs more than fat. And you can use that excuse sometimes just to try to get out of it.
2: You're you like, know? no, it's frozen pizza and beer,
0: sir. Right, right.
1: Yeah. You know, but no, of course, I'm going to sit there and be like, I'm not fat. I'm big dog. You know, like, like, <laughs> my hair weighs 10 pounds. Shut up. Yeah, right. no, 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 no. It's, just, it's just all my hair. My hair grew a lot during quarantine, guys. That's about it. 15 pounds of hair. Yeah. Uh, so I started looking into things, and I definitely and one of the things I had researched a bit was keto, um, as a as a rapid fat loss you know thing, and n- never really looked into it as a lifestyle. And I'm glad I didn't, to be honest with you, for what I do, for what I do, for those who require it for health purposes and this and that, 100. percent So, but I, I found I found an um, a program online called KetoCustomPlan.com, and for like 30 bucks. They gave me recipes. So they didn't give me the food itself, but they gave me recipes, um, that were geared based on my, my age, my height, my weight, um, and then my goal weight that if I followed those recipes to the T for two months would take me down to my goal weight. And, uh. So
0: you actually had to go out and buy this shit though. You had to cook it. So I still
1: had to buy it. But the nice right. thing was it also gave us like, not just the recipes, but like at the end of each week's recipes was a precise shopping list, you know? So it would be like, you need 20 ounces of chicken. You need this much bacon. You need right. this many peppers, lettuce. like So everything, it was your just shopping list. And so weekly, we'd go on the shopping list. So we started with that and we were doing about a week of that. And I said, we need an exercise program. And my brother and I, in the past, I've done several rounds of, um uh, what's it called, beach body Brain right. workouts, uh, P90X, T25. Those uh, things are hard. That. They, and yeah. They're hard. They're, they're, I they're introduced Tom to Sean training. It's bad. A news. lot of cardio, body shock. But my problem always was with the program is one, that it gives you like five workouts and just kind of has you do them on repeat for several weeks. So it's like sure. the program is five weeks. You do these five, week, uh, these five workouts in different order every week. And congratulations, you're done. <laughs> right. You know? And so it's like, so by the last week, I'm like, am I in better shape? Or am I just, it's like, it, you know, it's, or am I just better at doing this workout? Because I right. did this workout, you know? And, and and don't get me wrong. I'd always lose weight on it. I'd always feel better. But like, there was always a moment of now what?
0: Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, there's the, you finished the program. Here's your participation trophy. And now you have nothing to reach for.
0: And if you stop, you're going to gain 15 pounds back next week.
1: (laughs) You know what I mean? So, so, yeah. And so that's the other thing. It didn't really sell or encourage this idea of lifestyle change. It just was like, do this program and this will happen. You did the program. That thing happened. I give it tons of credit, man. Like you said, it is. It's very tough um, to like literally sit here and and say, I nailed a workout. was hard to do. Uh, But at the end, you know, and then it left you there. Um, and then it was like, oh, well, you know, I just spent 120 bucks on this program. So now they're like, oh, well, why don't you spend a 150 bucks yeah, on this right. next program? Yeah. And then This one will for
0: sure get you where you want to be.
1: Yeah, right, right. Exactly. And so it just felt very unsustainable as a program. So, um, I was online and because I'd been researching health and fitness, of course, all these different health and fitness programs are just right. popping up on my, on my timeline. And I just really came across this one called basementbeast.com. And, um, and it did definitely hit all the usual. We're here to get your money, you know, and get you interested real fast checkpoints. You know, it's they claim they're different. They right. claim that you can do more with less work. They claim <laughs> that you can eat yada, whatever yada, you yada. want. It's all based on this revolutionary new scientific thing that we have <laughs> right. the keys to. Um, you know, and don't get me wrong. I mean, these are all things that definitely, um, uh, make it skeptical, uh, make me skeptical as the user and consumer. But what I did was watch the video that was attached to it by the creator and founder. Um, and his name is Fabian Petrina, who's a former WBFF. Uh, bodybuilding pro and there was something about his personality Mm. that got me um because his videos are very homegrown and actually after after having spoken with him which i can speak on later having met him and, and getting to know him a bit but you could tell that these were this was very grassroots and he was just putting together these routines that he knew that helped him um and create a program. And it was just him in a single little frame on a yoga mat with some resistance bands. Right. And there was just no, no
2: bells, whistles,
1: just No like, bells and whistles. Right. He seemed so honest about wanting to help you get in shape. He was by no means a performer. You could tell he hasn't really done this. But you could also tell that he really understood every aspect of what he was doing. He cared about it. And
2: it felt genuine to you.
1: Yeah. There was an earnestness. You know, meanwhile, I'm looking back and once again, God bless all the Beachbody programs for what they do. But I'm like having this beautiful design studio with a bunch of models jumping around, (laughs) you know, with swooping crane shots flying around (laughs) and, you know, a crazy awesome soundtrack with, with mega graphics, you know, doesn't get me in better shape knowing what I'm doing is right and efficient is going to get me in better shape. Sure. And so, you know, looking past all the, what I didn't think was necessarily the best marketing or it was just sort of run of the mill marketing. Um, I was like, you know what? This program costs $65 for a 12 week plan. And it was, and, and that, and that first program is called the 12 week transformation. They offered you a money-back guarantee if you didn't achieve results that you wanted or felt that you achieved results. And it was $65 12 weeks, and every week is a completely new set of workouts.
0: Nice.
2: Which, as a dancer, I would argue is so fantastic for your body because there's no muscle memory happening at all. That's Mm -hmm. when you start to, to trick your body and you continue to, you won't plateau that way. Like you continue to do different things with your body. So all the time your body's like, ah, you know,
1: 100% and that's, and that's, so everything was a progression, you know? And, uh, so then, you know, the programs to be used with resistance bands, they tell you, you can get your own or you can buy theirs. And at the time, you know, the, the program to buy the $65 program, which gives you lifetime access to it. Cause it's all online based. And then buying their set of resistance bands, which is designed for the program was a total cost of like 120 bucks. So I'm like all in for 120 bucks for 12 weeks. Right. Why not that I'm paying at least that for the gym and I'm getting no instruction or n- and nothing special. And well, I have to go to the gym and these workouts were <laughs> right. right. And, and that's, and that's coming from me. I'm not, I'm not a gym guy. I and you like couldn't go gym. to the gym. And I couldn't go to the gym. So, right. I mean, this game had a perfect time for me. Or you have to go um, in a mask. Right, right. And uh, and and so I was like, 120 bucks, lifetime access to this program. Why not? So I paired it. They, and they do have their own diet plan, but I was pairing it with the keto. And man, I got four weeks into the program with insane dramatic results. And I, I wanted to make, make a point of tracking my results. And if you go back and you followed me on Instagram and Facebook, you can go back and literally see the pictures I've posted every week since my first week. And I'm 36 weeks into the program now. But, um, and I mean, those, are initial weight loss changes were just incredible, you know? And so it was within several weeks, within the first four weeks of the 12 weeks, I was down from about 235 pounds to about 215. So I'd lost about 20 pounds just in that first month. Nice. And, you know, so I knew that was a, a, um, that was a combination of the keto going to work and then just me driving my body. Um, And so once the keto cycle ended, I I found that I was, I had been getting very, very sluggish at this point, we had just gone back to work. So I was putting all this extra work in um, physically at work as well and i knew I, I couldn't sustain the the pretty much low to no carb life much longer no um and so i started looking into their new nutrition program which comes along um and they actually have this wonderful calorie calculator so that it, you know they take a lot of the you're learning while they take a lot of the work of the learning out of your hands which i think is also a really incredible part of the program you don't realize through your progression each week that you're actually learning proper forms proper techniques an understanding of what the movements you are doing where in your body they're affecting them and how um so it's like i you know I, I found myself suddenly talking a lot of things that i didn't realize i didn't know about before which was neat but in any event um you you same thing with this calorie calculator you you plug in your your height weight age and then um your goals not even and it's not a goal weight with this one which was interesting because um Their focus is not on hitting a goal weight, but hitting a goal feel or a goal appearance.
2: This was totally Um, my next question was how good, like, did it change you and how you actually felt?
1: Absolutely. Um, And that's what it was. So, you know, weight loss was this metric that so many of us have, especially when we do gain some and get a little overweight. But really, the, the idea and what we're really looking for is fat loss. Right. And when you and, and and to build a little muscle, and we're not talking about it, you don't have to get jacked. We don't all have to be pro bodybuilders. <laughs> right. But um, muscle mass does help encourage fat loss as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so you build a little muscle. and So not only are you put, building muscle, but you're actually that's actively helping you lose more fat. And so you know, I hit this point where at the end of the twelve week program, I felt great. I looked amazing, and this did this helped me out so mentally as well. Mm. I, I I had more focus, I had more drive, I had more desire, a more go get 'em type of attitude. And um and and look, and this is attributed to my success with this program. You only as with any program, you only get out of it what you put in. But, um, so, you know, I mean, this, this program isn't the miracle drug, but it definitely helped me find all that within myself,
2: Mm -hmm. especially
1: someone who is not naturally attuned to gym exercise. Like, you know, exercise for me, I I was, I was, I was a long distance runner, you know? So it was put on my shoes, practice my forms and run right, Right. you know? Um, so this was a, a completely different beast no pun intended or, you know. <laughs> uh, pun intended, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, and so when I got the end of the 12-week transformation, it left me with a desire to want more. I'd lost a lot of weight. I'd I weighed in. I, I went from in total 235 to about 202. But then, nice. but then I hungered for more. I saw places where I wanted more. And now I was like, well, I've seen growth in my chest, in my shoulders, in my back. I've seen shrink in my waist, right. I starting to see some ab definition. Now I was like, now, so now my goals changed. Now my goal changed to let's see if I can put on some more muscle mass. And the next program was an eight week mass building program. Which then comes with an accompanying diet where they set your, your macronutrient levels, the carbohydrates, um, your proteins and your fats to coincide with heavy lifting. And, and so it became more of a heavy, intense, low rep, heavy weight type of exercises. And then doing that, I, I, I got my weight up back to about 215 through eight weeks of that, which then led on to a four week shredding program where you know which which is a cutting so yeah nice you just you all in dynamic. man yeah i was and I, I was i was all in um and, listen and you start absolutely. seeing
0: results man and it's just it makes if you're you, addicted you get yeah. that addictive they say working out can be just as addictive as drugs you know
1: well but it's a way better you get, choice <laughs> you know but it, it's, it's true though. natural drugs it's the endorphins and whatnot right you're pushing in yourself and not only that you know I, you look I, i've never i I, i've i've always had a bit of uh body dysmorphia which is something they don't like men talking about for some reason but uh you know this idea that i always see myself as worse physically than i am sure i've always you know whether i was at my giant you know my belly was a a shelf and i rested my drinks on it (laughs) or like my you know i my, my waist is smaller than it's been since i can remember i still will sit here and be like oh look at that roll of fat oh no i'm not doing well enough you know, type of thing. And, uh, and, and, it's hard to overcome that. And even now, but, um, the way we go about it is different now. I just want to work harder. I want to do more. Um, I want to eat right. Um, the, and that's, a, and that's a lot better than, you know, the alternative It used to be starve yourself, you know, right. And, and that's, more,
2: yeah, cause right. that doesn't feel good.
1: <laughs> no, and that doesn't feel good. But instead, I can do all these things that feel amazing and feel great. Um, and I, you know, and I started using, you know words that i used to think sounded so douchey you know and i was like and and just applied to like meatheads where i was i talk about fuel and games (laughs) you you know and reps and crushing it (laughs) you know but in all truth you, you know you really feel this way right um and then the last part of this program which i think is so brilliant and is this part i'm in now is um you can sign up for this program called beast 365. Um, which is an all in annual membership to the program. And, um, when I got in was early in, like I, I I'm a pretty OG with this program, but, um, it was $99 a year, but that gives you access to all the programs, the 12 week transformation, the mass building and the extreme shred, as well as this extra program called Beast Nation, which, just releases a different set, brand new set of workouts every week in perpetuity. Wow! So there will always be new work to do, new fresh workouts. So you're never you're never satisfied. But if there was stuff that you did like from any of the previous programs, you can always go back and access those workouts and make them part of your your program. In addition he's constantly releasing new uh new programs he's going to be putting out a dumbbell workout program um a um mma program he's recruited the help of a mma fighter who's doing his own sort of cardio um mma fighting
0: because that's um, a different kind of workout too
1: completely different and that's what he's doing included in all this is also a whole yoga series stretching series yes uh dynamic movement series and um, and and he's also putting out because this program was really gore, uh, geared towards men, building a sort of classic Adonis male physique. And although there there are several women who do the program, it is geared towards men. He they're looking to by next year release also a a women's focused program. Nice, you know, to sort of uh, go against all that uh, or go up in competition against all that sort of Jillian Michaels type of business. Um, you know, look great in that dress. type. Yeah, thing. right. <laughs> um, but so, so, but my whole thing with this is, is, is it's like you said, it makes me want more, makes me keep wanting more. It's not like I go through say the 12 week transformation and then go, well, what now?
0: Right. You know? And the um, the cool thing with this is you went from, you know, quarantine and lockdown in the world seemingly to be over to finding this program, just searching around to actually meeting the guy and working out with him. Right.
1: Yes. So that's that so cool. cool so, um, early on in the program, while I was achieving my, my good results. I would, I, every now and then I'd get an email, um, from one of the staff members of basementbeast.com and it would say, Hey, Fabian and us here at headquarters have been watching your progress. We think you're really good. We're just looking for your permission to use any of the images you've posted in our Facebook group, um, on our advertisements. And I'm like, of course. Yeah. If, my image, my transformation can help other people out. Excuse me, one hundred percent. You know, please use it. Um, and this went until I got a, a voice message, and, and I'll be honest, I, I do not, um, I do not get starstruck, but I totally geeked out when I got a voice <laughs> message from uh, Fabian one day that was like, "Hey, hey Ivan," and is cool, chill. He's German, but like has been living in Hawaii most of his life now. Um, really cool German accent, but great English. Hey Ivan, we think you've been doing so good. I want to do a, an advertisement that's based around you. A whole video where I talk about you. Let me know what you think and hit me back. So that was my first contact with actually, with Fabian. And and so we did this, a phone call because he wanted to understand my background and where it came from, my history. Pretty much a lot of the stuff I'm telling you now about how I found Basement Beast coming out of quarantine and this and that. Um, and got to know the guy a little bit. And so he found out I was going to be in Vegas and he's, he filmed the MMA program here in Vegas. And so he said, well, I'm actually going to be in Vegas in a couple months. This was back in January in a couple months in April to film this MMA thing. Um, I was wondering, uh, you know, if you're going to be around, maybe we could meet up or something. So of course, you know, I, I'm trying to contain my excitement that I'm meeting my <laughs> idol. Right. Um and I was like, yeah, sure, like whatever. Like, I'm come go to the you. bar, hang out. Come <laughs> to my bar. I'll buy you a drink. You know. Uh, um, so as it comes, we ke- we keep messaging more and more. He he asks about Circa. Uh, he's like, oh, I heard this new property, Circa. I was like, well, that's our our sister property. Our You know, our owner just built it. He opened it up. They've got this great pool there, Stadium Swim. You know, and and then this idea came in my head. Uh, I was like, you know, I know you like to film your workouts at really nice venues. How about I see if I can arrange to have you you film your workout so smart on um at Stadium Swim. You know and, and this is me in my little like business head because you know I, I hate to say it, I'm a company man, but the way I see it, and a lot of people get real mad about that idea, I go, Hey, if I make my company look better, more people are coming to see me, which makes me more money too. You know, I'm so, not
2: sure uh, why that's a bad thing,
1: but so many people are like, Oh, you're working for the man, and I'm <laughs> like, Oh, I mean, <laughs> I yes, I, I chose that, <laughs> right? But uh, and
0: you're continuing but, to choose that, it is right, is I'm continuing what it is. to
1: choose that because it's making me. Lots of money and building me a lot of uh, support and uh, and an identity and and this and that. I mean, I thank them every day for my job. But in any event, um, where I was at, uh, and so I was like, you know, that way we can advertise Basement Beast through the D circa and everything. But also, Basement Beast will be advertising Vegas and advertising right. downtown and advertising the comeback and
2: Stadium and Swim is like the hot new everything
1: right now. It is, and uh, and rightfully so. My goodness, I love it there. Yeah, it's um, it's sexy. When, um, so he was like, you know what, that sounds like a great idea. So as we approached, we start. I start talking about arranging it. I, I work through my management and this and that to get the permissions to allow us to film up there. So it's the week before, and I'm talking. I'm talking to him, and he says, um. You know, actually, I was thinking, you you should record the workouts. And I was like, what?
2: You know? Uh, <laughs> say, say what? And no. he was like,
1: yeah. And he was like, yeah, you know, you've been doing so well. You know, I'm pretty sure you're pretty good at some of these workouts. Um, I'll put together a workout for, for you to record up there. So in my oh, head, I cool. thought it was like I was going to be working out with him. Um, I mean, I guess technically with because he was there. <laughs> but I ended up filming... Four workouts, which is a week's curriculum of workouts in about three hours in the hot sun on the pool deck of uh, Stadium Swim.
2: This is the second t-shirt in your series. Like, I (laughs) survived this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And not only that, he did not do any working out himself. Um, he literally really? stood over me yelling at me oh, to, to properly perform all, all the routines on camera. Um, so, uh, but it, well, it
0: nice was, to meet you too.
1: Mm. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah. it was, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was an outstanding experience, but, uh, I had my ass handed to me and there's this sort of additional pressure, you know, because when you're watching a workout video and you're doing it along to it if you slow down because you're getting gassed out or if you need to take a quick break just to flex, you know, relax a muscle group or take a breath, you can, but when you are literally the subject of the video and people are supposed right. to be following you, you <laughs> cannot do that.
2: Welcome back so to the stage. I, it's like live yeah, theater. Like you just got to Yeah. It
1: There's no second takes here. Nope. And, um, and, 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 and that really is what got me. But, it was a really cool experience. Uh, he was a super, super, super nice guy in person. You know, I, you know, I, I totally have a, uh, a total like man crush on him now and, uh, and <laughs> I believe in my heart of hearts. We've developed a, a bromance, but uh, I'm sure he's just like, ah, it's just another guy. But, uh, in my, I, love head, it. I mean, we, we, and we still do chat every now and then, you know, we put out videos. And so, um, in the coming weeks on the rotation of, of the Beast Nation programs, Will be the videos of me um, dying. Oh, the exclusive! um, I love it. I
2: love it
1: on on Stadium Swim. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to and at the same time dreading. You know, turning on my (laughs) workouts for that week and going to do the first workout and then kind of having my butt kicked by me. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) That's so cool, man. Like your friends can just be like, "Dude, you kicked my ass." Yeah. right.
1: Yeah, I uh, I mean, that's cool. And that's fun. I mean, and and at this point now, I've started losing weight again, which was not my goal. Uh, But I mean, just I'm sticking to a really great diet. I'm sticking to these really great workouts. And really, and I'll say you don't have to do much else. You know, Uh, you know, a lot of people believe more is more. A lot of people say more is uh, more is less. Um, I'm kind of of this. This program is designed to do what it does. And if no. I do the pro- program as is, I get my results, and I'm not looking for anything better. Other than, I mean, I love my physique, but once again, I'm not trying to be a bodybuilder. Right. I'm just trying to, as they, as they said in the program, burn fat and build muscle, and I'm doing that. And you I'm, don't want
0: to worry about down. when pool season's coming, man. You want to be, just be like, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I don't want exactly to stress it. out for like a, a month and just start working your working out so hard and like you Plus just it's maintain. it's not good like, for you,
2: right?
1: Right. No. <laughs> no, that that constant up and down is not good, and I'd rather be. I'm at the point where now all the developments are nice and slow week to week. Maybe I don't see results. I still post them. I still post them. And, uh, but you know, and it's one of those, you know, from last week to this week, I don't really see a difference. And from two weeks ago to last week, I don't see a difference. But if I go two weeks ago to this week, I go, Oh, I see this difference now, you know? And, um, and, and that's all it is. I'm, I'm now weighing in at about 198 pounds. Good for you, man. Thank you. My body fat percentage is down around 13, which when I started, it was at about 24. So um, Yeah, I need
0: to come work out with you.
2: (laughs) I was going to say, Tom, like, I mean, I know they're not designed for me, but I'll try it. I'll die, by the way. I I can stand on my head, but I can't work out that hard, but we'll try. (laughs) Um,
1: You know, they do, uh, if you look up Basement Beast on YouTube, they actually do some introductory workouts. So you don't actually have to pay for the program to try it out if you want. Um, but we should do it Tom. We'll video it. You want to try it out, man. I've got extra sets of bands and man, I'll I'll gladly have you over and put you through some intro workouts. Um, and, um, I've gotten a lot of people on it now, actually. Uh, I'm sure man, people start seeing
0: you and your results and they're like, fuck, I want to do that. I was going to say,
2: do you see any like future in being kind of like a coach or that kind of thing or
1: you know what? Um, N- not in terms of like specifically a fitness coach. Um, I've always considered Life myself. Coach. get your life together leader Leader by example come to me i'll help you out but that's always me i've always felt that way about bartending hey come to me if you got any questions i've been through it you know i've found success here i can help you you know now with this I, i i'll never tell anyone my ways the way but i'll say this is what helped me see if maybe this might help you sure um and i will always encourage people to carry on i've now gotten you know, t- two of my co-bartenders at the D doing it. I've got some of the executive hosts signed up doing it. Two of my nice. managers. I've got bartenders over at Circa now doing the program. And uh, I've got guys hit me up from high school. Guys I haven't talked to in almost 20 years. Hitting wow. me up going, hey, I've seen your success on Facebook. Do you think this is something I might want to try? And I go, you know, and I give them my honest opinion, everything I've been telling you. And I've got several guys I knew from high school, you know, who used to be like, the beasts on, uh, on the football field who are now, you know, middle-aged dad, N- not guys, you yeah. know, ch- trying to, trying to uh, figure it out. And so uh, I get random uh, DMS from guys who've seen the ads being like, is this real? Or are you some guy they hired? You know? And I'm like, no, right. I'm, I'm a real dude who, who's just found success. And a lot of people don't believe it. A lot of people like to hate on things that they don't. So know you're kind of like about. a
0: spokesman for it now.
1: That's sort of what's yeah. happened. I've definitely become a spokesperson for it. There's, Uh, there's about a group of about five to 10 of us who are, who are really vocal on the, on the Basement Beast Facebook group, who a lot of people sort of see in that regards and they, um, talk to us and they they use us as examples. And I, and you know, I love, I, it's not that I love being noticed or recognized. I love that I know I'm helping create a positive influence.
0: You're making a difference. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, And that's, and that's what it is. And I think that comes from a lot of things I do, you know, as a bartender, especially a bartender here in Vegas, I'm here to leave people with experiences, you know, uh, sure. yeah, yeah, so obviously I'm here to make money and I make amazing money, but I'm, I, you know, my goal with any, any set of guests is to make them remember me, remember the good time they had a in Vegas, you know, B downtown, but C specifically at the long bar at the D with me, right. Ivan, Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. And, uh, and and I think there's
2: a difference between the bartenders that you meet that are are about the money and the ones that are about the experience I mean like flat thousand percent it's just it's a totally different vibe and I think we're just you're just way more successful because of that you know
0: well also too I mean we can get into that that aspect of it I mean you are working at the long bar at the D uh, and you have been you I think you opened yeah. the D right?
1: Um close to it, yeah. Ish,
0: pretty much. Close um,
2: enough. We'll say ish, yeah. Let, let,
1: <laughs> and, let, 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 let's say I was there at the inception of uh the birth of Long Bar as it is today.
0: There you go. Um and there's the Golden Gate, and there is the brand new fancy, shiny new toy, Circa, um, that you know, Derek Steven owns, and he he's kind of just taken over that whole Fremont Street, and he's doing really, really great things with it, but there is that thing as a bartender that that fear of missing out. So like when you get a spot and like I could say in your instance you know circus coming and you've heard you've heard about it for so long and you you know what it's going to be and you're close with the owner and so you kind of get the inside scoop there's that am I going to jump over there should I jump over there am I going to miss out if I don't jump over there but there's also that staying true to where you're at and what you've built and the, the clientele that you've built over the years and you chose to stay.
1: Yeah. Um, so you know it's interesting because there, there was a lot in part with that. I love the idea of helping be being with something from the ground up, you know and helping it become what it's going to be especially at its success. Exactly, and, I hundred
0: um, percent know what you are saying.
1: You know, and I I took you want to see it through. Yeah, and I took the opportunity um, when i I first came to uh, um, I, came, I first came to Vegas via TGI Fridays, and um, every and, it's six
2: degrees. Know. It's like the Kevin Bacon <laughs> of I am oh, telling yeah, you, everyone yeah, works at Fridays.
1: Yeah, oh, one hundred percent. But uh, via TGI Fridays, start at the Orleans Casino um and uh, met some people there including one uh Benam Jeremy who introduced Good old Benam. Me. Yeah. My introduced man. me to Mr. Coco Garcia who uh was going to be the bar lead opening this brand new uh, brand new spot inside the Flamingo called Carlos and Charlie's. And um which is a sister company to uh the more popular Señor Frogs. Right. And so um, that was that was my first step in you know hey you can have this opportunity to open up this new property you know obviously step out of this TGI Fridays thing which right. you know which back you know back home in New Jersey small town life you know Fridays is your local bar is the sure cool, yeah f- awesome place to hang out so I you know you come to Vegas and it's an it's just another casual dining property inside a casino where people right. are trying to use their hotel comps. There's yeah. no mystique
0: uh, there anymore. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's, there's nothing. People aren't like, ooh, this is where the, the awesome bartenders are. I learned right. that the hard way, you know, and, but, uh, so I was like, all right. I took this opportunity and, and I, what I, and I wanted to do with Carlos and Charlie's, what I did eventually get to do with the D. And, you know, and Carlos and Charlie's was about irreverence and breaking the mold and the idea of what an experience at a, at a restaurant and bar was supposed to be. Um, unfortunately for me, you know, I don't think they had everything figured out uh, with their company yet. I That's fair. Didn't, you know, um, and uh, although it was a brilliant concept, they were not prepared to run it um, with all of us, with all our personalities and understanding what we can do. Um, and then I think they, they faced a sort of dealing. They weren't used to the financial aspect um, of paying people union scale right and then managing <laughs> uh, and then managing according to you know sort of union rules and this and that and so that made it hard and then to, i think in their effort to sort of escape all that and rebuild they laid pretty much 95% of the bar staff off after the first summer season um that Damn. was beneficial for me however because that's when um th- that's when the d was definitely looking for a whole new class of bartenders because they, um, they had built after Derek Stevens bought the Fitzgerald and he turned it to the D. They never shut down to redesign. So they redesigned the property in pieces while just on the property. fly. Yeah. Yep. Um, part of their whole agreement then was also keeping all the staff, which then was a more Fitzgerald older branded, um, union bar staff. And so as they were, I was part of that first class hired in to sort of revitalize the bars, make it more entertainment based. Mm. But even then, they really didn't know what that meant. Right. You know, and all they and so they kept advertising and they wanted, you know, world champion FBA ranked flair competition bartenders. And at the time they, uh, advertised and even put, uh, Christian Delpesh's name on, on our outside, the D bar featuring yeah. Christian Delpesh and this and that. Uh, and which there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, except for, I mean, as huge as the name as he is to us inside the bartending and flair bartending community, the, the average, you know, Vegas tourist is like, cool. Whoever yeah. this guy that, is. Right. Yeah. Um, and so. While they were looking up for all that, I, I almost was lucky to get my job because they were like, well, what competitions have you won? And I was like, uh, East Coast champion TGI Fridays, <laughs> like, you know, right. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, and they're looking for a bunch of that other kind of credentials. But what they were missing is what makes a great, and, and, and I don't mean to be too terribly controversial with this, but saying what makes someone a good bottle juggler, bottle flipper for a flare competition. Does not necessarily make a great bartender.
0: Thousand percent.
2: We have talked about this so much on the show. So you are not. Yeah, I mean, you hit it. We're all about
0: controversy, man.
2: (laughs) But I don't think it's controversial. I I think what you do in a competition setting—that's great. But sometimes those competitions aren't designed for what you need behind the bar to create an experience. Period.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And um, and I've seen many times where I've gone to a bar. And with an excellent, excellent, famous flair bartender. But that's what they do. They, they almost distance themselves from you to put on their whole giant show. Right. And then kind of don't give a crap about you. Nope. They present the drink, you know, and charge you an arm and a leg. And then you're like, that's it. You got the, you, you, you got the, you were lucky to get to see me. Right. And, you you know, got the experience.
0: And yeah. Right.
1: And then they're on with their lives. And Ew. they're like, oh, no. Like, for me. I'd rather have my set of mediocre skills that that people still because these people come from places where they've never seen flare. They don't know
0: the place. damn difference,
1: right? You drop something behind your back and catch it, and they ooh and ah, right? But then you you bring them into your world and ingratiate them. Um, it, into this environment that's so inclusive and you entertain them with your personality. Now those tricks mean so much more to them, you know, now, and now these interactions mean so much more and you do all. And, and so it's this combining this whole corner bar tending theory along with entertaining flair. Right. And that's what we were able to build at the D and that was the culture. And it was really funny because, my first night of official work was a uh, New Year's Eve. On the- oh, well, <laughs>
2: damn. Way to just get right into it. Yeah,
1: they really threw us right into the fire. And then <laughs> my, my sort of last night of training, as it were, was the night before. So New Year's Eve, Eve. And that's the night I met Derek Stevens. And so the managers, you know, pull me down uh, to uh, introduce me and my buddy Richard to him. And, uh, and you know, we do the whole polite, hello there, Mr. Stevens. My name is Ivan, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, he immediately is like, oh, hi, hi. He does the formal little hi, hi thing. Backs away and starts furiously um, typing on his phone. He later told me the story, as we now get along very well. But he later told me the story that he immediately... Was texting the beverage director, being like, who the hell is this floppy-haired kid <laughs> who, who oh, looks shit. like a freaking clown? Who brought Carrot Top into the audition? Yeah. Yeah. You know, because he still was of this classic idea that, you know, we were wearing those terrible, terrible long-sleeve, nylon polyester, button-down, like, casino right. workers.
2: Ooh, long-sleeve, yeah. no stretch. That's a good one. Oh, yeah.
1: They were Awful. <laughs> awful awful and you know and he still had this idea that although they wanted these perfect flair guys they still wanted the yes ma'am no ma'am how do you do sir what shall I get for you today sir do not speak unless spoken to type of bartender (laughs) and so he comes back to me and he looks me and my buddy straight in the eye and he goes okay here's the deal guys I've got one thing to say to you and he literally leans in pointing in our faces um, and he says don't fuck up New Years. And that was it. That, that was a word from like Derek Stevens. And um and, That's hilarious. And you know
0: Welcome and, to the team, by the way.
1: Moment, yeah, right? Welcome, welcome, to the, welcome to the team. And the funny thing was I uh, I could have in that moment Put on a whole bunch of, oh, of course not. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And I was like, but I, I, I sort of had grown into this person, which I'm so glad I did who I am today here. I know who I am and I know what I do. So even, right. even acting like I would have like fucked up New Year's was like almost like an insult to me. And I'm like, right. I don't have to explain myself. And so I just looked him, right, looked right back at him, maybe not with the disdain I might have been feeling at the moment. And I just <laughs> said to him, I said, Mr. Stevens, I'm gonna allow my actions to speak louder than any words I could give you right mm-hmm. now. And uh and we did it. We kicked yeah. a New Year's ass. Uh the next day he he came in, he goes, Oh my god, thank you so much for proving me wrong. And uh since then, uh, And you've been there how long? Much, I've been there eight and a half years now. There you go. And uh yeah, and uh, he and I have been close. I'm cl- He he keeps me working that one corner of the bar where he likes to hang out, and all the executives. That's your like spot, Ivan's. Well, and that's my spot. And if you've been to the D, you know where I work. and, yep. and um, and
0: did you I have any uh, inkling to go to Circa, or was that your home? That's your baby.
1: My, my inkling was this: I will go wherever they want me. Sure. I said that um, makes sense. About a, Yep, about two years ago, uh, when Circa was sort of in the final planning stages and they were doing the building, I said to Derek, I said, I just want to know, just so I understand what my future looks like, what you want from me. Uh, Do you want me to go over to Circa, help you be part of that team that's building over there, or do you want me to stay here? And he said, without a doubt, I want you here. He said, you built the long bar. That's awesome. That is so cool to hear. And he says... I want to come back here and hang out and have that same experience you always give me. And He said, "Our guests come here to this bar for you." Right. Why would I take that away from
0: them? You've earned it, man. That's your spot. You, it's that's I your home.
2: Think, yeah, that's what I, every good service professional really wants to hear. So, that's extremely validating. That's awesome. It,
0: so it speaking was. of that it one was. spot at uh Long bar at the D. Uh, if you had three, let's play a little game. Ah. Let's play a little fill, game called fill, fill the, the
2: long bar seats.
0: Fill no the way. long bar seats.
2: But you said um, you don't really get starstruck. So, but still, I want to know your most. No, I
1: don't. You're
2: coveted. Uh, like your three people that you just really would love to have at your bar that you've never had at your bar before.
1: Okay, um, and, and uh, alive or dead, right? Yep.
2: Dead or alive,
0: my man knows the or game. Not, there
1: you Fake
2: go, or non-fake?
1: <laughs> uh okay, so uh one definitely would be uh would have been um Mr. Robin Williams. Um comedian, actor. Yeah. Um who surprised I think me and all the world with um his range of depth um and um and even from an early stage you could see he was so much more than just a, 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 a funny guy who could make faces. Right. Um, That's a great. And pick. Uh, I definitely uh, was raised in his movies and this and that, and in his TV. Uh, my mom had me watching Mork and Mindy when I was a
2: kid. I loved Mork and Mindy reruns <laughs> yeah. like no other.
1: One hundred percent. One hundred percent. But uh, as I, I was, I had aspirations uh, to make it as an actor. Uh, when I was younger, I uh, graduated with a, a degree in theater from college. And um, I definitely modeled a lot of wh- how I wanted to approach acting in theater um, and entertainment uh, through Hib, uh, via hip. So uh, he's definitely would have been a great one to pick his mind or hell, just have him do one of his classic, here's a subject matter and riff on it right. for 20 minutes.
0: Just freestyle, um, yeah.
1: Right, and and I find myself doing that uh, a lot as well. So uh, he's one of them. Um, let's see, number two would have been Mister F. Scott Fitzgerald. Oh author. wow! Yeah, um, that's a and, first. Uh, and, and the Great uh, Gatsby. And the, the Great Gatsby was my favorite book. Um, in high school, I did my sort of high school final. AP English, giant, nice. um, theory writing paper on it. So I, I did a lot of study in depth on him and his life. Um, and, and, uh, and, and the study sort of the roaring twenties and this and that. And, um, being from, I, I grew up in New Jersey. So right outside the New York area, very familiar with Long Island and sort of the culture out there. Um, and sort of this whole sort of class wars idea and how we try to establish ourselves in, in new classes socioeconomic and this and that and i i would have loved to sort of hear his i have a discussion with him uh, a lot on that right um and um where we all stand uh, you know the idea of yeah, always we over now. the eyes of dr tj Eckelberg, the eyes of god always judging you um, no matter what you do. Uh, and and so that 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 would have been really, 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 really interesting to me. That's cool. Um, yep, yeah. um, and then let's see a third. I never got to a third. Those two I thought out very much in depth. <laughs> let, me, let me um let me at um, at a wing try to think of a third because, God, I, I feel like I've had the opportunity living in Vegas to have so many people I would have wanted to have at my yeah. bar, at my bar. <laughs> you're gonna
2: think of it later today. You're gonna be like, oh,
1: that's my I'm choice. Not, I, and I was like, oh, I should have, you know. And I and I could do some really good obvious ones, but um, you know what? Oh, uh, here we go. We're gonna go, and and this is gonna be interesting. But I, um, who, um, I'm gonna go with. Um, Former politician, because he was assassinated, uh, Harvey Milk. Wow. um, Yeah, uh, portrayed by Sean Penn in um, the biopic, um, who really championed LGBTQ rights out in uh, California, uh, in the Bay Area, and was elected to office, I believe, uh, as a, a congressman. And uh, and was assassinated pretty much for his movement there. But he championed those rights, um, I believe, strongly in LGBTQ rights and uh, and really the rights of all people who are right. other and seen as non-mainstream. I live amongst them. I'm friends with many of them. Sure. I am one uh, not LGBTQ, but uh, uh, but I am an other um, I'm a very mixed other, but uh, I've expe- <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but I, I've uh, I have experienced, I have experienced things that I would never wish upon other people. And it's sure. really um, fascinating to tap into that strength uh, of someone who faced daily, daily threats upon their life, which at the end of the day were legitimate. Oh, a hundred percent, man. Uh, they followed through.
0: I think to get so, inside anybody's mind and to see what, what, either drives them or how they got through certain things is incredible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that, 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 that's a good one. Um, if I had sat around and really, really, really dug deep for a, a third one before this, I'm not sure I would have hit landed there, but I, mean, that's <laughs> I love it. I think that's very, very representative of the kind of person I, w- I would want though. That's
2: well, when cool. we have you back awesome. on the show, we'll, we'll do it again. Three
1: more. So you'll get a down. second shot. I will find, I will find three more. Yeah. Oh, you Oh,
0: we're going to get him for sure. <laughs> uh,
1: so yeah, guys, I, I, yeah. And I'd love to be back anytime. This is a, a great honor to be invited by you uh, to do this. And obviously Super I love fun to talk you, to you, Um. you know, and, and hopefully I'll do anything with and for you guys, as long as it doesn't involve Tucson. Oh no, no. What a dump.
2: <laughs> oh <What> boy.
0: <laughs> inside, inside joke. We'll have to get to you later. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, well, listen, man, I, You are awesome. You're building your own kind of brand, and you're doing your whole thing. Um, Go see him at the Long Bar of the D, and you won't be disappointed, that's for sure. And I know we're going to come down and see him pretty soon. Yes,
1: yes. I can't wait. All right, Tom. Jackie, thank you so much again for having me.
0: Thank you for being on, buddy. We really appreciate it.
1: Have a good day. All right. Bye-bye.
0: Ivan is just a tremendous, tremendous dude, and you got to check him out. You come to Vegas, you got to go to the Long Bar of the D. Definitely, definitely look him up. You can't miss him. He's got the huge he's got the huge curls, he's got the huge head of hair, and you can't miss him. He's a big dude and big big in personality. He is just incredible. Also check out basementbeast.com and he is living proof that it works. And take care of yourself, take care of your your health and your life, and kind of just take get get control back. When in the last year we didn't really have control, take some control back. And when you take control back, make sure you get yourself a massage. And when you get a massage, get it from Rx Plus Massage and Erica Krupp. You will not be disappointed. They are incredible. Um, They are doing through the month of June, a ton of specials, Father's Day specials, all that stuff. And they're, they're just the best you can get. And they make you feel better when you go to your job, when you go home, when you go work out. And Erica Krupp and Rx Plus Massage are the ones that we trust to help us recover and fix our shit. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening, everybody this has been great we look forward to producing more and more episodes and getting more and more people out there and i'll tell you what we've had some incredible guests and we got some incredible guests on the way and we both just want to thank you guys so much for listening uh check out BarstarsPodcast.com. you can listen to all of our past episodes and happy hours and that'll take you some time because we're going up to a few now so barstarspodcast.com there is a button buy us a cocktail show the show some love we really really appreciate it follow us on Instagram at barstarspodcast for more content and until next time everybody cheers hey man what's going on what can I get for you today I don't know what would you suggest I suggest you get your fucking order ready next.